you know, you always hear the set, the sentence, um, he's in the zone or, you know, especially with athletes, you know, um, wow, look at him. He's in the zone. And so we know that feeling of what being in the zone is. And so I feel like that's the comfort zone that they're talking about. That person is in their comfort zone. They're aligned with their purpose. They, they have harnessed their skills. They are loving what they're doing, you know? And so being in the zone is like the ultimate experience of the comfort zone and being in the flow. And, and so that's the goal, not to be out of our comfort zone and, you know, be in pain and discomfort and force and, and just trying to make it day by day. Um, and hustling. We want to align with our own skills and come from that place and do what feels good. Like that's available to anyone and everyone. I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Welcome back, the first ever returning guest on the podcast. Kristen Butler is the CEO of Power of Positivity, which has an online community of over 50 million. She's been spreading positivity online for over a decade. She's also the author of her new book, The Comfort Zone, Create a Life You Really Love with Less Stress and More Flow. I love this title and idea behind this book because it's not the definition that we're used to or hear most commonly, right? Kristen brings a new perspective to the concept of your comfort zone. She relates it to balanced action or being in a state of flow, also referred to when someone says they're in the zone, she will help you thrive in and expand your own comfort zone. She also talks about her daily self-care practices that are practical and so much more. So this is a really exciting episode because this is the first time ever we've had a guest come back to do another episode. So Kristen, welcome. Thank you for being here. Yay. Thank you, Justin. That's exciting. I love first time things. That's cool. <laughs> 
literally, and I've had it in mind, you know, to bring some people back, but this is really cool and just oh, special I... that this is the first one. You were going to be the first of a bunch that we're definitely going to do. Sweet. Yes. And so anyone who doesn't know Kristen, uh, she is the CEO of Power of Positivity, which is a monster of an online social media platform that is spreading positivity. Where are the numbers up to Facebook, uh, the community? Is it have, is it still is it past 50 million? Because I know that's what it was last time we spoke. Yeah. So collectively, it's like 50 million. And that's, um, you know, with um, Power of Positivity, it's like 40 some million with Facebook and Instagram and, you know, the other social accounts. And then, you know, of course, the sister site, Positive Energy Plus. So um, together, it's like 56 or something now. Yeah. <laughs> unreal a community of 56 million it's like blows my mind to even say that out loud like that's like even when i say kristen it's like i I don't believe it but it's so true and you're just making this massive of an impact across the world it's just so incredible what you're doing yeah i think there's just um so much negativity that we have to counter that today like and social media allows us to do that it really does. And then I was thinking about this before, Kristen, right? You have spread so much positivity across the globe. And, you know, a lot of times we think about what power positivity is doing for everybody and, and the goodness that you're spreading. But I wonder, what has the power of positivity, all this that you've started, what is this given back to you? Wow. So I think number one, definitely daily accountability because I love just being in that community and being around like-minded people every single day. Um, So number one, that, and I think number two, just living out my purpose because I always had like those big dreams and goals in my heart. And, you know, every little being an entrepreneur, all these little businesses that I started, I enjoyed them. Um, But this actually is aligned with my purpose. And so every day it feels just very meaningful to wake up and be able to serve in this way. You know, it's just inspiring every day to my to me <laughs> <laughs> and honestly that is so special because how incredible that you get to live that every day but i think even more incredible by somebody doing that you are creating the awareness that that's possible that you can live your purpose every single day turn that into a business and thrive and have over 50 million uh strong in a community worldwide so it is amazing for you. I love that. And I can feel that from you, but I think it's, you know, it's just, it is so incredible for anyone to hear that, to know, because that can spark that fire in somebody that may have been thinking about something that they want to do. It just, you know, we're taught growing up that, you know, if you're an artist, if you're this or whatever, that that's it, that's your hobby, you know, uh, spreading positivity, like, sorry, Kristen, that's just a hobby. You, what can you really do from that? And you really showed what can be created from that. So I just, I I love that. I think that's just going to help anyone out there listening right now um, who wants to follow their passion and follow their purpose. And just, you are setting the example that that's possible. And that's like everything. We have to know that something is possible. And that right there can just unlock and open the door for so many people. So just like, honestly, thank you for being you, following your passion and your purpose and creating so much good from it. I love the way you said that, Justin, because it's really true. If you start out like it's a hobby, and you have that passion, um, 
who knows where it can go because oftentimes we first act on a hobby and then it turns in, it can turn into a business if we kind of move in the right direction courageously. Power Positivity was really a hobby for me. I started it because I wanted to create a community of other people um, like me um, or also help people who felt down where I was. So when you have the intentions of starting it from that place, I think that it's a really powerful place because it's you let go of expectations and you just kind of are in a flow. Yes. Uh, so good. And then everybody. So in our last episode with Kristen, um, she gets into and talks to why she started Power Positivity, where she was kind of at in that place, and literally exactly the inspiration that brought her to create this massive, beautiful community. It is number 47 episode number 47 on the Spread Love Movement podcast. So definitely go check that out. If you do want to just learn more about Kristen, why she started this brilliant movement, uh, all of it is in that episode. And then Kristen, I want to ask you about the new book. Stoked to hear about this new book. And I see, you know, on your personal page too, you know, at the top, you say you help you help people boost your mood and expand your comfort zone. And then the name of your new book is The Comfort Zone, Create a Life You Really Love with Less Stress and More Flow. So if you can just even get into a little bit, let's just like maybe start at the beginning. What inspired the creation um, of this book that you wrote? Yeah, you know, I wrote this book because it's a book that the world needs right now. And what I share is exactly how I rebuilt my life truly from rock bottom. Every area of my life was falling apart. I was in bed for two weeks um, and I had a choice. Either I could give up or I could try something new. And before that, I was always stepping out of my comfort zone. I was like living that adage of push yourself, force yourself, try new things, you know. Um, and so I really lived in that hustle mentality and it burnt me out. It depleted my well-being. And, you know, that was a decade and a half ago. But in that place, I started prioritizing myself and prioritizing comfort and just asking myself, what do you need? What would feel good right now? Because I was at such a low place that it was like, hey, whatever could work, you know, and to my surprise, my life started to change. And yes, positive thinking was a huge aspect, but I really break it down in this book and create a game plan where anyone can do that same thing. And um, I talk about not only my story, but also creating power positivity and how I feel like I aligned with my purpose. And it, it really grew to what it is because of that. And I believe that anyone else can do that same thing when they um, align with themselves and stay in their comfort zone and expand it. So that's what I help you do is expand your comfort zone instead of stepping out. Yes, I love. Uh, so good. All new perspectives are valid. So many of them just based on that person's experience can mean everything because Right when uh, everywhere they tell you, get out of your comfort zone, get out of your comfort zone, don't stay in your comfort zone. That's where you die. That's where you don't grow, all these things. And I like it that you're switching it and it's from your own perspective talking about it. So just to understand this correctly, right? You're saying in your comfort zone is where you like where you can thrive, where you can be aligned. So to take what you can from that place, correct? 
Yeah. So I I talk about how you find your comfort zone first. And the comfort zone that I'm talking about is not a place of inaction or a place where you you feel um, unmotivated or uninspired. To me, that's complacency and complacency isn't a comfortable place. I'm talking about pure positive emotion, um, waking up feeling grateful, tapping into love and joy and peace, these positive emotions. That's what comfort is. Comfort is not just sitting and watching television and doing nothing. Um, so I break it down and talk about all of those things and exactly how you can get into your comfort zone, thrive, and then expand it. Cool. Let's definitely jump into this, right? Because yeah. you did help just clarify that and make that super clear what you mean. So. Right. In the comfort zone that you speak of, it's not just complacency. It's not nothingness. It's not just being safe and secure and all those things. I like that idea of this. The comfort zone is a place to thrive. Because when you wake up, and I've I've been now working on this, and I did this this morning, and I've been uh, keeping this in my awareness. When I wake up in the morning, finding gratitude and just saying thank you. And it's pretty wild when I really wake up and I have the mindfulness to remember to say that. And I say, thank you for this day. Like, thank you. I look over, I have my wife next to me, my daughter. It's a beautiful thing. And when I can just give that thanks, it feels so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And right. Waking up in that sort of a place. I never thought about it in that way, but it is my comfort zone. It does. It feels incredible. And thank you for making it clear and allowing your comfort zone to be different things, depending on who you are and what you mean. Oh yeah. Because thinking about it in your way, in the sort of the comfort zone where it's like, where you feel love, where you true. And when you say the comfort zone now, yes, I really feel like it's when you are living the truth of who you are, when you are aligned Mm -hmm. to who you are, because that does feel good. That doesn't mean you're not taking risks. You're not doing certain things. That doesn't mean there's inaction there or you're not moving. I just think in those now, as I think about that more in this conversation, the comfort zone just is that place of alignment. Exactly. And I do talk about in the book, the feelings of it. And I believe that safety is a core thing because truly, um, and safety doesn't mean that we don't take action or grow our comfort zone, but there's even science behind the feelings of safety. We innately want to feel safe. And when we don't feel safe, science says that our amygdala is triggered. And in that, our nervous system goes into a fight, flight, or freeze response. So while this is important when we're, you know, in danger or, you know, back in the day being chased by a lion, it's not the way we need to live every day. And by doing so, that's what's creating disease and, you know, mental health issues and just a myriad of things. And so um, I not only kind of talk about my experience, but also ex- the experience of other people as well as science, because science can give us clues to what happens when we're stepping out of our comfort zone or even just living outside of our comfort zone. You know, stress is on at an all-time high, burnout. Everybody has experienced burnout probably at least once or many bouts of burnout in some form. Um, and so I, I just want to take positivity to the next level and help people in these areas. Love that. Taking it to the next level, because this is like something that you do literally every single day now for over a decade. I feel like you have the perspective and the mindset to literally take positivity 
into the next stage of how we think about that, how we can interpret it, how we can bring it into our lives every single day. And then, so you said you like, you touched on right moments for you over a decade ago, right? When you worked really hard and then you burnt yourself out um, in terms of your work. And then you talk about that in the book you mentioned, correct? Oh yeah. I, I go, I'm very vulnerable about my rock bottom story and then how I got out of that using and prioritizing comfort. So do you, can you elaborate, go a little bit deeper on that too? And I know in, in the last episode, we talk a lot about this beginning story, but there's no harm in jumping into it a little bit more if it makes sense for this conversation, which I feel like yeah. it does. Yeah, absolutely. So just with that, you know, those years ago when you burnt yourself out, did you realize at that time that you were just hurting yourself? And then through that realization, you started to work yourself back into your alignment, back into your comfort zone so that you could be there, rest, and then thrive? Yeah, exactly. You know, I had big goals and dreams inside and I just kind of at the time listened to outside advice, which was no pain, no gain, you know, success doesn't come easy, um, step out of your comfort zone. And so um, the successful person that I saw was my grandfather and he was, you know, a Marine for 30 years and he was top salesman of his company. I mean, he lived by that hustle culture mentality. Um, but when he went to retire, he also died of cancer. So he never got to truly enjoy his life. And I saw that and I thought there's two types of successful people. There's one ones that are happy and thriving. And then the others who are burning themselves out. I mean, they're getting success, but they're not fulfilled. They're not happy. And so um, I wanted to be, you know, I, it just took time for me to figure out how do I get to be the happy, fulfilled, successful one. And so it's definitely not through um, pushing and forcing yourself and not taking care of your well-being and prioritizing you know, love and relationships. Cause I truly believe love is a catalyst for comfort. I love that too. Success, you know, being taught your whole life, success doesn't come easy. And it's yeah. like, if, if we adopt that belief, then that is, then success does not come easy. But if we don't adopt that, if we stop just listening to what we've been told our whole lives and create our own thoughts to what aligns and makes sense for us, Success can come easy. I mean, yes. you you can, again, thrive in success. It can be something that you just flow in. Of course, there's going to be ups and downs, peaks and valleys, of course. But it's changing those old expressions of things like that um, and taking on new age thinking and just understanding. Like in that example of your grandfather is so perfect. And what an example that he was able to give to you and like what a gift. Yes. Right. He showed you through his tremendous hard work how you want it to be, but not exactly in the same exact way, which then allowed you to see what you didn't want. So you could start moving and figuring out, figuring out uh, going in the direction of what you do want. Yeah. And so I really believe in, you know, balanced action. And that's what the comfort zone is, is that balanced action going towards your dreams, but remembering that you have this vessel that you need to take care of. And that's not, you know, your mission is not your the only reason you're here. We're here to thrive, enjoy our enjoy the journey, love others, help others. You know, that's really um why we're here. I love that too. That there like that sums it up really, really well. Balanced action. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think back on that time too, you know, when you hit rock bottom 
And, uh, you know, we want to hit rock bottom. Right. But I always, you know, there's gratitude, there's thanks, there's goodness everywhere. Because in your rock bottom, look where you are now. Literally, without, do you think without your rock bottom, you'd be where you are right now and could have written this book? You know, I never regret like my life experience. I don't believe that everyone needs to hit a rock bottom to discover their purpose, but that was my journey. And so I'm not going to regret that that happened. To me, it was like a temporary thing when I look at the grand scale of how long I've been here. So um, I'm grateful for it. I don't like to kind of reflect in it, but I know that it's helped me have this perspective that I get to share. And that's, that's the thing I think is so important too. It's, it's not one or the other. It wasn't, you know, this terrible experience or this really beautiful uplifting experience that helped change your life. It's both. It could have been terrible and also brilliant for you as well. Yes. And it's always, I talk about that, it's always and it's not or. It, it can be both of those things simultaneously. And a lot of people have a difficulty understanding that, but it is. It's in, in stories like yours that like, yeah, that time was really bad. It's something you don't want to look back on too often, but with that, such beauty came and such growth and not even growth for yourself and beauty for yourself. Because of what you experienced, Kristen, you're able to share that with the world on a large scale and help so many people. Like that is it. You changed or you turned that really terrible, terrible dark time for you into a gift for the world that can literally reach tens of millions of people. Yeah. And I think everyone has that same ability. It's really our belief system and we have to believe that we have that ability. So a lot of the growth process was going in there and kind of taking negative belief systems out and saying, Ooh, I don't like this. I'm going to throw this out and put something else in there. You know, it just takes time, but it's a beautiful process because it really works. Mm. And so I want to ask you too, just going more into the book, right? So create a life you really love with less stress and more flow. Can you just touch on that a little bit? How can people listening right now create a life that is less stressful? Because first, and I want to go right back to this. You mentioned this before. Stress is a killer of us. Stress is one of the number one causes, if not the number one cause of all the elements and diseases and cancers and things that come into us. Obviously, living in a toxic environment, which we kind of do, isn't ideal either. But when we have the toxicity inside of us through our thoughts, through stress, it really does create a lot of the elements um, that we face now. And so how can people... And in your book, how can people live a life with a little bit of less stress and be more in flow to their surroundings and what's happening? Yeah, that's a really great question. It's um, There's so many things that I could say here, but um, foremost, I think prioritizing self-care is the best way to combat stress. And so everyone, you know, the first thing that they want to talk about is how busy they are. You know, when I'm meeting up with someone and it's like, well, um, that is not the deciding factor of our value and our worth as a person is how busy we are. But if we are busy and we feel busy, then that's a feeling that needs to be countered with maybe, you know, more time in nature go out or in the city, go out and have a walk, you know, go connect with somebody that you love. Um, 
and don't see that as busy. See that as, you know, connection or solitude or, you know, it's our perspective of what it is. But if we feel that our schedule is full, meet that with more self-care. Like for me with this book right now, launching this book, my schedule is fuller than I've ever had it. I feel like um, recently, but I take more time with my family and more time with self-care. I'm very intentional about my time so that I can still kind of recharge myself and nourish myself in the process. And, um, you know, this is just a season launching this book. And I'm like already thinking about more self-care and more time um, than I'm going to be taking after, but really creating that balance, whatever that looks like. If you're in a season where you might be working more, um, don't forget to take time out for yourself. I like that. The, the idea of when you get busier and things become more for you in your life, that is the time to be more intentional with your self-care. Yes. And they seem like opposing ideas, right? Well, how can I, you know, if I'm busier, I have less time. How am I supposed to create more time to do more self-care? And I, I'm a firm believer, like there's time in the day. There is. It's like, if you didn't watch TV for 15 minutes, you could have meditated maybe, or yes. you could have performed an act of kindness. If you woke up 10 minutes earlier, you could have had a conversation with someone and just told them that you love them. Yes. Right. Just like little, Give little more things. hugs. Yeah. Give more hugs, you know, or, you know, um, just go out and get some fresh air. Five minutes of fresh air is just amazing. And especially if you're in an office, um, you know, or working indoors, just that fresh air, or even just, I, sometimes I'll take my shoes off and just ground my, um, ground myself because it just makes a huge difference when I'm super intentional, even if it's five or 10 minutes or 15 minutes between calls. And that's what it is, right? I feel like it's being more intentional with your time. Mm -hmm. And when we become busier, sometimes that forces us and creates us to do that because we know now our time is limited and now we have to be more intentional with that time that we do. Because really, as a schedule fills up, you really, the last thing is like, okay, now I have no time to do anything for myself. I can't meditate in the morning anymore. I can't do this. I can't go on these walks. Um, but it is, it's important to be intentional and set that time to do those things. Because really when you're busier, I feel like you do need those things probably more than ever. Yeah. And you, like you said, you don't want to get so like, be so busy where you start to burn yourself out. There always has to be that balanced action. Absolutely. And you don't want to feel shame either while you're doing it. Cause that just cancels it out. You might as well um, not because the shame around it, I think is even worse. Like, Oh, I could be doing this or, you know, because our value sometimes is put in the work that we do, but we're so much more than that. And, you know, taking a 15 or 20 minute nap, don't shame yourself. Like if you have the ability to do like, even when you're a parent, you, you, you feel even more busy, but there's just so many ways that you can add in that time and be more intentional. I feel like I was even more intentional when I became a parent. I was like, wow, okay, really better be intentional. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I already touched on that. Like, I, cause I do that. I'll shave myself for doing something, but not doing the other thing. It's like, yeah. I will shave myself for if I don't wake up early enough to meditate because now I have a daughter, I have all these other things. And shaming ourselves doesn't help us at all. Like you said, it just literally hurts us. And instead of shaming ourselves and feeling bad, it's just being more mindful. 
so that we can create the time to do the things that we need to do in order to create that balance in our life so that we can be successful, but also take care of ourselves. And that is something that's coming up more and more and more with these people who are successful. There is that self-care element that comes into it because, and you're such a good example of this too, Kristen, when you push, 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 you will eventually burn yourself out. Oh yeah. I mean, you, we're not robots and, you know, maybe society kind of pushes us to perform like one. Um, but it, it doesn't work. It may feel like it um, in the beginning, but over time, it's going to catch up with you. Your body's going to tell you in different ways and everyone's different. But um, it, even when it gets to that point, there's no shame around that. It's like, I just have to stop like this. I have to take care of myself. I love to how you mentioned like naps before. Don't shame yourself for taking a five or 10 minute nap or like this morning, for instance, my wife is um, flying out tomorrow and she had to go to the grocery store and do a couple of things. She had to get something printed out for the flight. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to have time to meditate this morning now. Like I didn't plan it out right. I didn't know she had to do that. You know, life just comes at you. Yeah. And she did it this morning and I was like, oh, I'm not going to have time to meditate. And I started to shame myself for not meditating this morning. And I don't always have these moments and I'm grateful this morning that I did. I stopped realize that this doesn't serve me or help me. And I enjoyed my time with my daughter because when we're shaming ourselves and feeling bad because we're not doing that thing, we're not meditating, it takes away from the present moment. And I realized I was taking away from this moment with my daughter. I was taking away from being able to be with her in the morning and make breakfast for her and eat with her and hang out with her and spend time with her. And that was such a big realization for me and that is something I am working on, not shaming myself in moments when I don't do the thing I think I was supposed to do, or I didn't take the time needed in order to rest, but instead just being more intentional moving forward and then taking that time. And then, you know, my wife is going uh, away for a couple of weeks and I was like, listen, I'm going to have the next couple of weeks to meditate whenever I want. Enjoy yeah. this moment now. Stop taking away from this moment with my daughter and be here and be here right now. Yeah, I love that was a perfect shift because, you know, um, there's so many ways to kind of bring self-care feelings in like love. You were connecting with her and and feeling love. And so there's just so many different ways if we can see it from that perspective. And you you did like the perfect pivot there, like because meditation is important, but so is like that connection with her and the energy and that could really elevate your vibration even stronger than the meditation. Right. So I think it happened in perfect timing for you. Really. That was beautiful. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And, ah, uh, that is, that's what, it, that was my self-care this morning. It was, and you're so right. Spending that time with her in her presence and her joy and her pure being could be five, 10, how many times more impactful yeah. than me meditating in the morning? Yep. You know, um, Bruce Lipton, have you ever heard of Bruce Lipton? I love his work. And yes. he talks about the honeymoon effect. And so those feelings when we're on our honeymoon, if we can take those 
pure, positive, loving feelings and apply it to just like our work or our relationships or just everything, as many things as we can, that's when we can be in that beautiful flow state and really have access to like synchronicity and like all of the gifts of life when we're in that state. And he's saying, hey, we don't have to be uh, on a honeymoon to access those kind of feelings. We can have that every day. And so I really love that because, um, when things aren't going wrong, one of my favorite ways to recharge is, uh, you know, playing with my kids, spending time with them, because there's just so much joy and love in that. There is. Wow. I, uh, I, I, I not needed, but this has been great. Thank you for me to have this even deeper realization in this moment. And life is just so cool because it is what we make it. If I stayed in that place this morning of, yeah, you know, I, I always want to spend time with my daughter, but in the morning, it's like, I'm recording a podcast with Kristen. I want to be in my best state of being for me to go do that. And then I have the rest of my day. You know, I want to set myself up for success during the day. And for me, meditation is a great way that I, that I do that, that serves me. And life is just amazing because I could have sat or stayed in that moment this morning with her and just shamed myself for not meditating. Or like Kristen said, I could have switched it in my mind, which I did. And I could mm -hmm. have looked at this as a beautiful moment and as a moment that can set me up for success this day, more than meditation even could have. It's up to us. And it's just how that we look at it. And that's why life is so awesome. It's up to, it's just, it's up to us. You know, it was the same situation regardless. It's just our perspective and how we look at that certain situation. And then Kristen, I want to ask you too, what are some of the things that you're doing on a daily basis for your own self-care to manage your workload and to keep yourself balanced now that you are in this moment, in this season, busier than ever? Yeah. So, you know, self-care used to be a lot simpler for me. Um, and I mean, it still can be, you know, making sure I'm getting enough water and taking my vitamins and eating lots of um, fruits and vegetables. Um, but I definitely try to do like red light therapy, um, the juvie. And, you know, I have a sauna that I love for detoxing, you know, I still love um, being in Asheville and being in the mountains, just um, as simple as it is just walking outside and getting that fresh air. It's just so important to me. Um, doing breath work is really pivotal because it only takes me like a minute or two, but it can calm my nervous system, which I need sometimes, you know, having two kids, it's like, okay, just, it takes two or three minutes. Just take time for your breath and your nervous system will go right back down. Right. Cause you can't predict what's outside of you, but you can calm the inner. So, um, yeah, I, there's so many things I'm trying to think of some like bigger, I'm, I can be very simple at times, but I do love like the biohacking aspects and these like more innovative things these days that, um, can help sometimes, you know, um, See, I'm like, I'll turn the cold on at the end of my shower. I don't have a cold plunge at the moment, but that can like give you some energy if you're feeling tired that day. There's just so many like little tiny things that you can do. Lavender oil. Oh, I love lavender oil. Um, that was little awesome. Things, really. <laughs> and I think like that, that's it. It's the little things. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's not these, you know, it, it can be those as well. These big, these big yeah. grandiose things, you know, you're going to a Joe Dispenza event or something like that. Yeah. Oh, self -care. yeah. Yeah. 
But it is these it is these little every single day things that are just way more relatable to people that someone's like, okay, cool, I can go pick up some lavender oil. Cool, yeah. I can go step outside for a moment. Yeah. What is the red light therapy? Um, you know, it helps with detoxing energy. Um, I think you know, I'm approaching I'm 38, but I'm approaching 40. So, you know. It's just has so many health benefits. I feel very calm after. And so I go on like, how do I feel? And I had like a littler one and I'm like, wow, I really love this. And it helps my skin. So I got like a little, a bigger one. Awesome. (laughs) But I love love it because I just feel like so um, calm and my nervous system is relaxed. And I'm very big on regulating your nervous system for sure. Yes. What are some other ways that you can do that? Regulate your nervous system or things that you do? Definitely the breath work is one of my favorites for sure. And um, connecting with the ground, like grounding to me, that helps um, taking my shoes off and just walking in the yard. So simple, but wow, it makes a huge difference. Um, Even just shifting your mindset because you can have worries and or be preoccupied with something in the future and just like letting that go honestly can be so huge because we can be in a safe comfortable place but our mind isn't and it's overthinking and so like shutting that off first before you take like physical action is so important Mm. and I thought it was great too how you mentioned these things like you'll do certain things then you'll say like how do I feel Mm mm-hmm Yeah, because that's it. It's like, you know, these examples that Kristen is giving or ones, anyone listening right now who've heard from somebody else, it's like, those are great. That's great information to have, but maybe red light therapy isn't for you. Maybe breath work isn't the thing for you right now in this moment of your journey, but it's like, that's what it is. It's like, take all these different practices that you hear from all these different people it's brilliant. It's great. It's beautiful that people are sharing and you're able to gain that access. That doesn't mean it's the end all be all for you. It's like, do those things, try things out and then say, how do I feel after this? Yeah, absolutely. Even petting my dog. I, I love, I love animals. Like these are just like so simple that anybody can do them. And, um, it's, it's practical. Mm. In the movie, the secret, they talked about that. Um, one of the guys mentioned that he loves like just to pet his cat. And then, so I, I do that occasionally. She'll totally. just be there. And I'm just like in the moment petting her. And I'm like, yeah, oh, it's just like a little bit of a stress reliever. I just calm myself down a little bit. And it's like anything in life, whatever you hear from someone else, maybe it works for you. Maybe it doesn't, but try and then see how you feel. Like make the, I love that. Make the decision for yourself. Don't just be told what to do. I'm like, all right, cool. Let me go oh, yeah. meditate. And I hate meditation though, but then you keep doing it because that's what you were told that you think that you're supposed to do because someone mentioned that in a book or in a podcast or through your friends meditate. It's like, just try it out and feel it and see what makes more sense for you. Make the decision on your own for the betterment of yourself, not because someone else told you or, or because it works for them. Yeah. And in the comfort zone, I actually don't give, I I give some examples, but I make it a very personal journey because I don't really believe on like saying, this is the only way there's just so many paths, you know, like this morning, spending time with your daughter versus meditating. There's just so many um, ways. And so I kind of focus on the feeling and what's that feeling for you? Because some people could be um, scared to death to work, walk around the mountains, you know, uh, on these trails. And I absolutely love it. It's a safe place for me and I enjoy it. And so to me, I may not like 
you know, city walking as much. Everyone's so different and it's important to like know yourself and then do what works for you and not always listen to everyone else around you unless it aligns with you and it's something you're curious about. Then, yeah, try it out if you're curious. Like curiosity is cool in that aspect. Yes. And then Kristen, this might be tough, but what, like, what is, what was one of maybe the many favorite parts of this book for you? Or what was something in there that when you were writing, you're like, yes, like it connected with you, it hit you hard. You're like, yes, this is something I really want to share. Wow. That's a really good question. I think when I connected that you know, you always hear the set, the sentence, um, he's in the zone or, he, you know, especially with athletes, you know, um, wow, look at him. He's in the zone. And so we know that feeling of what being in the zone is. And so I feel like that's the comfort zone that they're talking about. That person is in their comfort zone. They're aligned with their purpose. They, ha- they have harnessed their skills. They are loving what they're doing, you know? And so being in the zone is like the ultimate experience of the comfort zone and being in the flow. And, and so that's the goal, not to be out of our comfort zone and, you know, be in pain and discomfort and force and, and just trying to make it day by day um, and hustling. We want to align with our own skills and come from that place and do what feels good. Like that's available to anyone and everyone. Uh, this is so great because you're peeling back the layers because just full transparency always, you know, when you, you mentioned the comfort zone, immediately my subconscious mind, because of what I've heard, get out of your comfort zone. Don't stay in your comfort zone. That's where you die. Right? So as soon as you start talking about the comfort zone, those were the thoughts that were just hitting me in my mind. Are you sure? Don't stay in the comfort zone. Is this, is this accurate? And I, I, you know, I'm, I'm good at hearing those thoughts, but not letting them overtake me. I'm just being like, okay, cool. Well, that's a thought that I'm having. All right. But what's more important to me is learning a new perspective, right? Not being stuck in my perspective. Cause I could have been like, what is Kristen? You, you want to stay in your comfort zone? Like what? Like, no, <laughs> no, we have to be open to perspectives. We have to be open to new things because that's what opens us up. That's what creates new life for us. That's what creates new growth for us. And as we keep talking about this, Again, you're peeling back the layers and you're just making it sink into me that much more. Your version of the comfort zone, what that means, and the beauty that's actually the beauty that is really in it, because words are a tricky thing, right? It's kind of really hard. I talk about this a lot with my friends that the language is very inadequate. Like speaking is very, very inadequate in, in the sense of us actually trying to have someone understand exactly how we feel and who we are and what we're, what message we're trying to get across. So when you hear the comfort zone, it's just like pings this idea of what the comfort zone has always been. But I, this is why, and you are taking positivity now to that next level, to that next level of consciousness and awareness, because you're looking at it in a different way and you're using comfort zone in a good way and in a way that I'm really understanding and totally makes sense. And when you just mentioned, like when you're being in the zone and everybody knows what that means, that's your interpretation of the comfort zone. Yes. Like that would be the ultimate experience is the flow state would, you know, 
be the center of the comfort zone. So, I mean, why would we shame ourselves for comfort if that's what we're working towards every day to eventually be comfortable? You know, then we're not going to be comfortable in our bodies, comfortable in our environment. You know, we, we, when we make that mindset shift, like you said, it's, it's simple, but it changes everything because if our subconscious says shameful to dwell in comfort, then you're always going to shame yourself when you feel good. Like then you're going to literally have so much resistance. It'll keep you from it. I just want to say this too, like Kristen is not staying in her, the quote unquote comfort zone that we've all heard and thought about because you don't write a book if you stay in your comfort zone. In the comfort zone, not meant the way it's meant in this book. You know what I mean? Yeah, I took, I definitely took a lot of action, but it was aligned action and I expanded my comfort zone. So the goal is to get comfortable with more things. Um, even, I don't know if you've seen the movie Free Solo. Um, I guess he's a rock climber. I have not seen it, but I've heard it so many times that I need to watch it. So he um, rock climbs in the movie without a harness or anything. And I think he has like 2 million on Instagram. I need, I, I can't think of his name at the moment. I should know this, right? Um, but he says that he harnesses his comfort zone when he's doing this, because if he had fear, then he would die. And so he literally has to harness his comfort zone. And when someone told me that, I was just blown away. Like exactly because fear is not in the comfort zone. Fear is not comfortable. And it's when we're outside of our comfort zone that we're, our actions are being driven by fear. And so we might make progress, but at what cost? And is it something that we can sustain? We want to make sure that what we're doing is not going to require more action and more effort, so that we like literally can't handle it at one, you know, eventually and burn out. Mm -hmm. When you came up with the title for the book, did you anticipate um, misinterpretation of how, how you are interpreting the comfort zones, how other people may have interpreted it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I live, like I said, um, before hitting rock bottom, I lived um, outside the comfort zone. I made sure that like, I was just always busy and always uncomfortable and always pushing and forcing myself. And I saw that it nearly took my life. And so it was like, well, this, you know, I'm a sensitive person, but this doesn't quite work for me. So I got to figure out something that works for me, but truly anyone can't sustain constantly forcing themselves. You're literally like out of alignment with yourself and out of your power. So, um, when I started living in this way, I felt shame really about it because it was against what people say. And I thought, well, I mean, how am I ever going to achieve my dreams and my goals that are in my heart, like doing this? But I knew it was saving me. I was feeling better in my body. And as I continued to expand and live this way, I was like, wow, this really works. And when I started looking at successful people, I was like, wow, they're in their comfort zone and they don't realize it. You know, they're expanding their skills and they're harnessing um, who they really are and their mission and their purpose. And it was about nine years ago when I did a writer's workshop with Hay House and Wayne Dyer was leading it with Reed Tracy. And he was talking about how powerful your story is. And I thought, oh, my story is not very powerful. Like it's tragic, you know, like I can't share my story and, um, and what's been working for me. But then I really thought about it. Like, 
no, I need to write this. This is not what people say, but this really works. And I, and I, and so I, the last um, few years I've been researching science and individuals and um, from this perspective. And now I'm like over the moon that like this works totally. And I've had so many great endorsements too on it that I'm, I'm really proud of it. You should be. It's amazing. Like you, you, I feel like you came out of your comfort zone while staying in your comfort zone. Well, I, so I expanded it in the book. I talk about the acclimation process. So you can do this if you want to run a marathon, if you want to write a book, if you, any kind of hard thing, it's not that you can't do hard things in your comfort zone. It's kind of like stretching, you know, when your body is tense and tight, you know, you stretch and you're a little uncomfortable, but you know, it's going to bring relief and you wouldn't stretch too much that you're, you, you cause pain or injury, you know, you just do just enough. And so we want to stretch our comfort zone just enough to bring more in, right. But not that it, that we break ourselves down. And so um, that's what I did when I wrote this book. And that's how I've you know, lived this last um, over a decade by expanding my comfort zone, expanding my skills. So I feel like it's got to seem a little daunting and a little overwhelming to have to, to not have to, to be able to put a book together, right? To be able to, to know you're going to, to put all these thoughts down on paper in a precise way that people can uh, absorb it, take it in, it can help them. And it just is, it's like you, I love that you just expanded, like outside of your comfort zone was probably becoming an author. And I know you wrote a book, um, another book, uh, at least a few years ago, but I'm sure becoming an author steps you out of your quote unquote comfort zone. But if you are in your comfort zone of what you love and your alignment and what you're thriving in, you can, I love that you can expand that out and now you were, I'm assuming, I'm sure you're, I mean, you're more comfortable as a writer than you were before you wrote a book. Oh yeah. You know, and my first book was actually um, Amazon KDP. And I, I'm not saying that everybody has to do it in these slow steps um, because some people can make huge quantum leaps, you know, if you're aligned in the right place. But for what I, for me, I did Amazon KDP. I got my feet wet and kind of said, Hey, how does this industry work? And, and then the second book was the deal with Hay House. So, um, I mean, that's just the way that I did it and how I felt comfortable to expand. Um, and everybody's different. But when you take it one step at a time, your comfort zone grows and grows and grows, just like our skill set grows and grows. Um, and for example, like running a marathon, you wouldn't run 26 miles the first week. You wouldn't even run 20 miles the first week. You would run maybe a mile or two or three, depending on where you're at. And so you would create a game plan to meet your goal, but you would pace yourself and you would be gentle with yourself and, but you would create an action plan and then follow through. So it's, it's, it was like that, the same with writing a book. Hmm. Kristen, what is, and you've done such a good job. I feel like articulating this and helping people understand, because again, words are difficult. So to help people really understand what you mean in this book and what you mean by the comfort zone. What, what do you hope is one or two things that somebody reading your book can walk away with? Like what, what, what gifts are you hoping to give people that they can leave this book at the end and be like, wow, like I needed that. That really helped me. 
Yeah. For someone who hasn't read it or once they've read it. After they've read it, like what, like what, what do you hope somebody can gain uh, from reading this book? That they can achieve the dreams that are in their heart and the goals that are in their heart. They can achieve that from inside their comfort zone because that's what I did. And so many people actually are doing that same thing and anyone can do that. I love that. That's what I did. And that's why stories are so powerful. They really are, right? You've, and that's why example in my mind is the biggest teacher. You could have said all these things, Kristen, be in your comfort zone. It's going to be great there, right? But you experienced it and then you were able to tell your story from your experience. It is our actions. It's our experience that is the greatest teacher, not just our words and us telling somebody to do something. It's the fact that you actually are doing this. The fact that you are thriving in your comfort zone makes it legitimate, makes it real, makes it tangible. If you hadn't done that, there would be no purpose to putting this book out. Absolutely. I would be like shooting myself on the foot for that right now. (laughs) 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 Amazing. I cannot wait to check the book out. When do do you know, do you have a release date exactly when the book will be available? April 18th, it's available. Yes. And so I'll have the, um, I did the audio book and, you know, and Hey, I never did an audio book before. So, um, it w- it's, it's totally, um, it was so fun. I did the audio book and then you'll have the, there's the, um, PDF, of course, the, um, yeah, the PDF, the book and the audible. Amazing. So Kristen's amazing. She said, she's going to send me a book, which I'm super grateful for. I cannot wait to check it out. Um, I am also, I, I do more audible and audio books. And so you're the one, right? Who you recorded. It's you reading your own book. Yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was, I think it was 10 hours and one minute, right? I was like, whoa. <laughs> it's a I lot. Have, yes. I have some extra credits on audible right now. So I'm definitely going to yeah. grab it that way as well too. Yeah. Yes. I, I love listening to a book where the author is the one speaking in it. And the fact that we're friends, I know you, it's going to be even that much cooler uh, to listen to the book with you there. That's awesome. Oh, great. Well, let me, let me know what you think when you listen. (laughs) For sure. Kristen, thank you so much for this new perspective. I cannot even tell you how grateful I am for this. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me here. Of course. And then, so Right. I asked this question to every guest. I asked you the same question last time, but that was however many. Yeah. Right before your daughter, I think. So it'd been over a year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Kristen, you are, you are a new version of Kristen. You are a different version of Kristen than you <laughs> even were last night. So a whole year or more has gone by. So it'd be great just to get your, get your insight on, on the question that again, that I ask every single guest, right? So you know, the goal of spread love movement of myself is to help shift the consciousness of the planet to a place that's more peaceful, loving, kind, empathetic, open, genuine, uh, a consciousness that is more one. Uh, so Kristen, now how do you feel like every single day, again, you are helping contribute to this shift of our consciousness? Yes, I absolutely do. You said, do I, do I think that I am? Is that so what the- you asked so I'm sorry. The question is, I know that you, I, I know that you are. So the question is, how are you every single day helping shift the consciousness to this sort of a place? 
Yeah, I every day I am taking action that is from my heart and aligned with my values and my purpose and helping other people in whatever way that looks like each day. So I I love waking up knowing that I'm going to bring um joy or positivity or inspiration or motivation or something to someone in some way. And so waking up with that level of purpose feels really fulfilling. Hmm. <laughs> Kristen, honestly, it's always a gift to talk to you because it's, it's, it's special to be in the presence of someone else who is living their passion every single day, who is staying aligned to who they are and creating that not only for yourself, and that positivity and that joy for yourself, but for creating it for tens of millions of people. So to be literally in your presence of someone who is in flow, creating themselves every single day with their purpose and what aligns and resonates most with them. It's a gift. So thank you very much. Thank you for what you're doing. You've grown so much since I've seen you last and, and, um, it's just, you know how it feels, you know, when you're impacting so many people, it's just like, yes, I'm here with this purpose and vision. And even if I can make one person smile, you know, it doesn't even matter how large your audience is, just one person. Um, there's just such a heartfelt connection there. And thank you for what you're doing. I love what the Spread Love Movement's doing. Of course. Yes. Uh and honestly, it's having amazing people like you out in the world doing so much good, spreading so much yes. love and positivity that even allows this podcast to exist. Uh, it's been amazing. Kristen, if you can just, again, let people know um, where they can find you on social media, um, where they can find your first book, and where they can just tap into the power of positivity. Yeah, I have a new website. I'm so excited about it. PositiveKristen.com. So on there, I have like my offerings, you know, the different books. And I have a quiz on there to find out if you're in your comfort zone. And uh, yeah, all my socials are on there too. I love um, updating IG the most, though, usually in my stories and my feed. Nice. Perfect. Ah, you have questions to ask if you're if you're in your comfort zone? Yeah, I have a quiz. So it's in the book also, and then it's also online. So you can take it and know right away. Um, so I, in the book, I talk about three zones of living. So you'll know which one you're in and then how to get to the one you want to be in, the comfort zone. So um, yeah, I loved it. And I'm getting so much um, positive feedback on it. So Amazing. Yes, everyone go check out the book, right? The Comfort Zone, Create a Life You Really Love. Ah, Amazing with less stress and more flow. Beautiful. Out April 18th. Go check it out. Available everywhere. That's like the cool thing too. You're making it accessible for everybody. Books, audio. It's brilliant. Kristen, this has been amazing, just like it was last time. I can't, I've already said it, but I appreciate so much what you're doing, who you are, the energy you're putting out into the world. Uh, and really, I cannot thank you so much again today for this new shift of my perspective and for me to look at the comfort zone in a much different, more positive, beautiful way that can aid in my growth and development. So thank you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Always yes. good conversation. Yeah. Uh, it's always so fun. Everybody, thank you so much for hanging out with me and Kristen again. For real, go check out her book, Learn How to Be 
in a state of flow, less stress, and thrive in your comfort zone. We love you all so, so much. Cannot wait to see you next week. Kristen, thank you again. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye, everybody. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please like, follow, share, subscribe, whatever you can do to help share this with the world. We put a lot of energy, effort, and time into creating this beautiful podcast with these incredible guests to help bring more awareness to the love that exists all around us. So if you can help spread some love, we'd really appreciate it. Love you.